0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
1: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. We say, big guy? You want to go for a ride in the Bobmobile? The Bob Seska Show.
2: From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, February 21, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Level Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, want to take a ride in the Bob-mobile? Day 762 of the Biden-Harris administration, 623 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, theBobSesca. that's my handle. I also started an Instagram for The Bob Seska Show, but I'm not updating it yet. So just find me at theBobSesca and that's all. Twitter Bob Seska underscore go for now. Spoutable Bob Sesca. Patreon com. And sit right over there. It's Buzz Burbank with the news. You say
1: Buzz Burbank. You drink it. <laughs> you said it all. Hello. You you think it's so safe, you drink it. <laughs>
2: Talking about it's the a, water, right? The a contaminated new brand, water. A new,
1: a new brand of bottled water called Palestine. I don't trust oh, it. Oh,
2: yuck. Okay. Disgusting. <laughs> What's well, happening? Hi.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we have an announcement. Mm-hmm. After six years, we're leaving live with Kelly. No more. <laughs> Uh, It just didn't work out. Uh, Happy Mardi Gras Day. Yes, happy. Uh, Very very exciting. This year in New Orleans, biggest parade ever with a record number of floats. And also, uh, the Air Force will do a flyover and shoot out the balloons. So, (laughs) exciting. It's about time. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, now Donald Trump will visit East Palestine, Ohio. Oh, God. Uh, Just what they need, another toxic dump.
2: (laughs) Here's some paper towels for you. Enjoy.
1: Remember when he looked at the sun during an eclipse? Yeah. Donnie, Donnie, whatever you do, don't drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> two hands. He'd use two hands, of course. Uh, over at CNN, anchorman Don Lemon is in hot water. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, he said women are in their prime in their 20s, 30s, and maybe 40s. Uh, of course, Don Lemon thinks he was in his prime when he didn't have a woman co-ing. Oh. <laughs> 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 right. Uh Tesla's recalling over 362,000 cars Aww. after safety officials found that the self-driving system actually increased the chances of a crash.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, Tesla owners are being told they can either take it to a dealer or try to let it go by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a very tense meeting over the weekend between Secretary of State Blinken and his Chinese counterpart... Mm. Uh, Blinken did deliver a, a stern warning to the Chinese. He told them, next time you send a balloon into U.S. airspace, it had better be either a giraffe or a poodle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the headline is Sidney Powell cited woman who claimed to be headless. Maria Bartiromo's interview with Sidney Powell, uh-huh. who pushed voter fog flames from a woman who got her information from the wind.
1: Been working so hard for the big orange, no it's all out so what? I'll tell you just
0: what I got I've got this source who is Just time traveling all around uh, Time travel And time travel <laughs> The time travel She's got a torso But nowhere you can't place a crown For a woman claiming to be a decapitated time traveler She got a head cut, cut loose, loose Head loose Source for Fox News, Sydney,
1: Louise, cut me some slack, and bitch please. Water whack, take her jack. Stalking the boat crack. Fox
2: News, you lose. That lady had her head loose. I away. In the oh, in a way. Not a good time to lose one's head. Uh, yes, Rocky wow. Mountain Mike, Rocky yeah. M N T and Mike on Twitter. There you, you go. You know,
1: he he's like the law and order of music. Rocky <laughs> Mountain Mike is because, in, in in certainly this case and so many others, ripped from the day's headlines.
2: That is uh, amazing. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So Sidney Powell got information from a headless time traveler, and she delivered this information on Fox this, News. Is that what I'm to gather from yeah, that? Yeah,
1: that is that is absolutely true and correct. <laughs> that, that wow. Actually, all, all of those things actually happen, and it just uh, underscores. The insanity uh, of the lies that are told by Fox News yeah. and uh, the, the MAGA faithful.
2: Real-time historical fiction. That's what's happening at Fox exactly. News. This is mm-hmm. the, the one of the biggest hoaxes perpetrated on the American people in the history of the Republic. 1,000%.
1: How can the Federal Trade Commission allow them to call themselves news?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's news in quotes. It's sarcastic. <laughs> that's how they're using the word news in there. We're going to talk about the Fox News text in the Dominion lawsuit coming up in a little bit. Um, we, we covered it on the Friday after party, but since uh-huh. that's behind the Patreon paywall... We're going to cover this territory one more time for uh, the free show listeners. Dovetails nicely with everything we've been talking about with regard to Fox News, everything we've been observing for many, many years now. The takeaway is not new. The takeaway is that Fox is full of shit and Fox knows it's full of shit. They have a writer's room and, you know, they compile ideas for stories that have no bearing in reality.
1: The, the the Yeah, the difference here is we now have written proof. We now have yeah. proof you can hold in your hand that Fox knew that it was telling lies, knew that it was misleading people, mm-hmm. and knew that that disinformation was dangerous.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think the descriptor real-time historical fiction might be a little light. <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking it's about too that. Kind. Well, yeah, yeah while it, too kind. it it works, but it's too, yeah, it's too hands-off. Too it, forgiving, yeah. Yeah, it's a televised fraud is what I've been calling there it. There you go. That, yeah, now yeah. we got something. Yeah. <laughs> just on it. I'm totally on it this morning. Okay, so <laughs> lots to talk about today. Uh, first, I think... Yes. One of the most historic things, once again, in the last few weeks, Joe Biden has made history in a number oh, of different ways.
1: Historic well, in years, not just the last yeah. few weeks. This is uh, this is major uh, long-term history here.
2: That's right. If you haven't read it yet, there's a New York Times piece about the TikTok of Joe Biden traveling to Kyiv mm-hmm. and leaving Kyiv, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible story. It's one that we've never seen before. A tale
1: of intrigue.
2: Yeah, certainly not since the Civil War. According to the Times, never in uh, Mr. Biden's lifetime has a president ventured into a war zone that was not under the control of American forces, much less on a relatively slow-moving locomotive that would take nine and a half hours to reach its destination. Mm -hmm. Since Abraham Lincoln rode to the front lines outside Washington to watch battles in Northern Virginia during the Civil War, no sitting president has gotten that close to combat. Right. That's a big deal.
1: This is an incredibly brave, but an, a, and it, it, he didn't just do it for machismo. Uh, yeah. Aside from being astoundingly brave, uh, what it really is is a hard stand for democracy uh-huh. and a hard stand against Russia. Yeah. And uh, Putin is infuriated by this. He's beyond furious at this point. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, so important from um, an optics point of view, among many other reasons. Because what we're talking about here is a United States with a democracy that's in peril. Yes. And as a consequence of that, there are other nations watching, maybe emerging democracies, going, okay, what do we do about this democracy thing? Do we really want to go all in like the United States? Or do we want to have some form, hybrid form of dictatorship? Or do we want to have full-on dictatorship? I mean that's a conversation that's a, a fight that's been it's had true. in many many nations and the United- however yeah
1: yeah I would just say that outlook is encouraging now and that yeah. you have just described very recent history accurately yeah but but that those those tides are turning now and a lot of these dictatorships have failed a lot of these uh, attempts have turned around uh, people uh, around the world are beginning more and more to reject these these leaders these autocratic leaders mm-hmm. and and so we're winning that but the other thing. is, happening is as i mentioned uh, putin infuriated by this the, the kremlin yeah. furious about this uh russian commentators were saying this morning uh that uh, we should have taken him out we should have whacked biden the, yeah, that's yeah. where we went wrong here hmm. and today you have putin saying uh we're pulling out of the, the last and only remaining nuclear arms treaty with the u.s that's it all bets are off uh, he's threatening nuclear war here uh I don't know that he can back it up any more than he's been able to back up his military plans and his claims about his military. The the Ukrainian war has taught us that the Russian military is not as strong or together as we think it is and if their nuclear programs anything like the rest of their army uh, either way Russia is screwed. Uh, they either don't have the nukes to back it up uh, or they have the nukes to back it up, and it would wipe them off the face of the earth. Yeah. When I got up this morning, 6 a.m., the, the breaking news was, that uh, Putin had said Russia was pulling out of this last thing, and and uh, I immediately thought of the song "Russians" by Sting. Do the Russians love their children too? I'm not going to recite the lyrics. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, also, uh, I thought of the, the the old George Carlin joke when he did his hippy dippy weatherman character. Uh, Though the joke was uh, radar right now shows a line of thunder showers, but. The radar also shows a line of Russian ICBM, so I wouldn't sweat the thunder showers. Uh, and, and those two jokes immediately came to mind. Uh, and, and I went to obviously to a dark place. Uh, I've also read analysis this morning that, that says, uh, you know, Putin doesn't have what it takes to back this up. Yeah. this is an empty threat. And I've even read uh, uh, the idea that uh, the Kremlin, uh, people in the Kremlin, have made a big deal, have pre-promoted this Putin speech and built it up for the purpose of of having him do something like this. The Russians, I don't think, the Russian people don't like this talk, I I don't believe. They've backed Putin so far, but and especially from people within the Kremlin. I think Putin's in more power trouble than he's ever been in right now. Uh, and And the straw that breaks the camel's back, I believe, is this nuclear threat from him. And all of that is anger about the bold stand that Biden took in that trip
2: to yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, although we should be careful of the post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy before it, therefore because of it. Um, we don't know for sure, and we'll find out more in a little while.
1: I think Biden is effectively here calling Putin's bluff, and I think I, I, I'm pretty confident. I mean, I, these are high stakes, kids, yeah. but I'm pretty confident that uh, Biden is making the right move here. Uh, a lot of people may be very nervous about this, and there is reason for that, but there's also reason to think this could lead to a far, far better conclusion for everyone.
2: That's why it's so crucial for the United States to set a positive example. And that's one of the reasons we're going to be talking about secession here in a little bit. Yeah, right. The problems that we're going through internally here are not restricted to our own borders. The problem is the overall view. Can democracy survive across a large landmass? Can you have a republic of sovereign states and have that remain cohesive, over a long period of time? Or does human nature eventually separate things down to a balkanized collection of smaller nation states? And so that's what's always at issue here. It's not just about the future of the United States and its democracy. The world. Yeah, it's about... The world. Exactly. It's about the (laughs) world. And that's what Abraham Lincoln was extremely cognizant of during the Civil War, that this experiment that was attempted on the North American continent, Hmm. that experiment needed to endure. That experiment needed to work. Otherwise, the oppression that would come about as a consequence of rejecting democracy especially over large land masses the, the dictatorship that would emerge from and, and we've seen that play out in Russia for example mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important that we preserve it
1: yeah I and, and I didn't make this point well let me take another run at this uh, uh and and you're absolutely right I'm not disagreeing with you I'm, I'm saying there's additional this is yes and mm-hmm. I mean the additional information oh, yeah, yeah. is that is that more and more countries are turning away from autocr- uh, you know autocratic leaders mm-hmm. And and toward more democracy. The other thing that's happening, and, and, of course, I acknowledge the fact that if the U.S. falls, all the dominoes fall, which I think is kind of what you were saying, and it's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the good news is more uh, of the world's fledgling democracies are coming around and deciding that this is the way to go. So, yes, it is very important that we preserve our union. But the other thing that's happening, too, is... Uh, remember, Blinken did uh, deliver a, another warning to Russia in in this recent trip, and that was, whatever you do, we know you're uh, seriously considering giving lethal aid to Russia to assist them in the war on Ukraine, and you had better not do that, uh, you know, or you face consequences from us. We're talking about world tensions here between China, Russia, and the U.S., the thing everybody has feared for so many decades, its it feels like it's coming to a head, well— If there's any good news here, it's that more and more countries are coalescing with each other. And with the United States, the democracies are huddling together now, uh, just as the autocracies are huddling together. And uh, so uh, a standoff uh, at home and worldwide is, is taking shape. And it, it's all very scary. As you've indicated, it's dependent on the survival of this union. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I see encouraging signs. Uh, uh, countries, Other countries that don't normally affiliate pulling together uh, defensively. Uh, as they fear what Russia and China are up to. And they're also huddling with the U.S. So the U.S. is they We're getting tighter with our allies, despite the concerns they have and have had about our own democracy they're coalescing toward us. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot at stake here, uh, both at home and worldwide, absolutely.
2: I also love the contrast yesterday where you got Joe Biden walking through Kiev with Zelensky and there's right. air raid sirens going off and right. being presidential, uh, right. being a statesman, uh, right. showing immense bravery for going into a war zone for the first time since 1864 when Lincoln went to City Point during the final year of the civil war uh so you had that contrast of joe biden doing all of that versus donald trump taking a motorcade to the end of his driveway at mar-a-lago to greet a small gaggle of red hat cult followers right that was an amazing thing to see those two images side by side and this guy this guy down in mar-a-lago thinks he's the fucking alpha couldn't be farthest from the truth
1: like i said the world powers seem to be coalescing or, or, you know, or, or, or staking, you know, the, the dividing lines have become greater. Uh, diplomacy has broken down between the U.S. and China. It's broken down between the U.S. and Russia. Russia and China are talking to each other. They're both being aggressive. China's being aggressive militarily in its own ways yeah. in Asia. Uh, and and into we uh, the Philippines where you know we're not always fond of uh, dear leader in the Philippines uh, the Philippines is now turning to us and the U S needs the Philippines as a military installation so uh, we're we're getting tighter with the Philippines that may give us some sway in uh, protecting human rights in the Philippines ultimately but here again it's another example of countries pulling close to the U S and uh, democracy taking a stand against Russia and China.
2: You can't understate the uh, degree of history that Joe Biden has made. And I I keep thinking about a train ride, a slow-moving train ride. 20 hours, 20 hours
1: on a train, lights mostly off, uh, reporters on board, uh, their phones have been taken away from them. Yeah, uh, they were they had no contact with the White House people. This was a very secretive mission and amazingly well uh, executed.
2: This is one of the first times that a president has boarded some form of transportation that mm-hmm. isn't part of the presidential motorcade. Right. That's right. an incredible thing, a slow moving, a relatively slow moving vehicle in and out of a war zone. That in and of itself was a big F you to Vladimir Putin. That was right. like, hey, look at me. I mean, obviously they have to do it in the cover of darkness and in secret, and that's part of the national security aspect of all of it. But at the same time, once it's done and the word gets out, it's like, oh yeah, Joe Biden snuck into Kyiv and you didn't even fucking know it, you feckless dictator. I love the thumbing of the nose that that was to <laughs> Vladimir Putin. And so, uh, meantime, I, I,
1: I had to smile at the fact that yeah. Biden was on the train because he's uh, was famous as a lawmaker, as a member of Congress, a member of the Senate. He was famous for his train rides from D.C. Yeah. to uh, you know to uh, his home state, uh, and and, and uh, you know it was sometimes he would be on the train that we were on, traveling back and forth between D.C. and New York. But uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, so it's just it's it's also symbolic that Joe was on the train again, and he loves trains.
2: <laughs> yes, he does. Loves his. Tra- and then, uh, what, this morning he was in, uh, what, Warsaw, Warsaw in, in yes, Poland, uh, met with President Duda. Walk out. Oh,
0: hey. Camp Town Racers sing this song. Do da, <laughs> do da. Camptown Town Racetrack, five miles long. Oh, do da dee.
2: That's. That's the presidential anthem for President Duda of Poland. I, I don't know if you know that, but that, that's what they play when he enters the room. It's like hail to the chief, right?
1: Uh, I have a couple of uh, quotes here from Biden who's either just finished speaking or is, is wrapping up. Yeah. But uh, he talked about the strength of democracies. He, he says Putin, quote, thought we would roll over. He was wrong. He also says Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never.
2: Yeah. Period. And, you know, we can link in uh, to the discussion of democracy this tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, yesterday. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yeah, because, yes, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, and, yes, she's a rodeo clown. It's part of her job to scream things like this. I mean, that's right. kind right, of right. the mission. <laughs> that's why right. people elect her. That's why people give her money. But on the other yes. hand, this is the sort of stuff that when you talk about secession, it's something that people have been talking about for some time now, mm-hmm. much to my chagrin. And much to the chagrin of anyone who believes in all the principles I was talking about earlier, about why
1: did we fall?
2: Yes, about preserving the union and how important that is. It's like the union and democracy are kind of inextricably linked when it comes to the United States, and so. Yeah. That's what's so crucial about this. And when you start meddling around with it and you start implanting ideas into the heads of people, then suddenly the, the Sisyphian rock starts sliding down the hill at a much more rapid rate. And people pick up on gibberish like that and start yeah, to it believe would, it's actually feasible.
1: It would be a mistake to write off her comment here. She's this is treasonous talk. Yeah, This is treasonous talk. She's talking about treason against the union, against right. the United States. She wants to divide the states into red and blue. And as tempting as that is sometimes, uh, divided we fall.
2: I-, I can't underscore how stupid this is. She said, we need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America last policies, we are done. How about that for patriotism? We are done. As a country, as a United States... And we're done, we're through, according don't to
1: Roger Right, and don't underestimate the number of Americans who agree with that completely.
2: So, secession is what you do when you've given up on solving problems, when you've given up on the United States as a cohesive unit. We I are mean, done. How can you call yourself a, a patriotic American? How can you call yourself a member of the United States Congress when you don't even believe that we should be united? And, and by should, the way... Yeah.
1: I was just So it doesn't pass unnoticed. Uh, the next time Ron DeSantis or a guy on the street uses the word woke with you, uh, challenge them to define it.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah tell, that's all, what do you mean by woke? What is woke? Yeah, Tell me what woke is. The, it, it's, it's time to start calling them out on that. Well, they're using
2: woke as a dog whistle. They're using woke know, as an alternative know, to the other. Make yeah, them yeah. define it. So this is a situation where they seem to believe that if... Let's say, just coming up with a random state. Let's say South Carolina decides to secede. It's not Marjorie Taylor Greene's state, but South Carolina was the first to secede before the Civil War, so it it has a predisposition to it. <laughs> so let's say South Carolina secedes. Okay, South Carolina believes it's a separate country. The federal government doesn't have to believe that. Mm-hmm. Then let's say uh, the city of Charleston decides to secede from South Carolina. Right, right. And so on and so on and so on, down to the point where South Carolina becomes nothing but a collection of community-level nation states that have no power to do anything, much less have an economy, much less have a vibrant democracy.
1: and if you're no longer, if you no longer consider yourself part of the United States, then you're turning away social security money, you're yeah. turning away tax dollars. And it's these red states that soak up the most of our federal tax dollars.
2: Yeah. It's quitting and storming off is what it is. It's like when you're playing a game of Monopoly and someone else is is winning. Right, and you decide, right. hey, you know what? I'm done with this. And you overturn the board and whip the <laughs> pieces across the room. Right, right, That's what secession is. It's the yeah. ultimate childish move. It's like, and I, the. I'm, I'm done putting in any effort into this thing that we call democracy, which to me is all about effort. It's all about votes and words, coming up with the best words to fuel the maximum number of votes. That's the idea behind democracy. And The board
1: we're flipping over here is democracy.
2: Plus, uh, as we said before, it's, it sends a terrible signal to any yes, future yeah. democracy that this wants to the time. form across a large landmass. It It throws into question we, the idea of the European it, Union.
1: This nation is challenged by both Russia and China and you want to divide us? Yeah, right. Now? No, now no. you think you think this is a good time to do that? Unbelievable. It's treasonous talk in my opinion.
2: Well, what they're also doing and certainly they would establish some new constitution that had unfettered gun rights, but they're walking away from the United States Constitution as well and all mm-hmm. the things in it. Mm-hmm. They're they're walking away from this nation Their as rights. a as an entity and and mm-hmm. I think they seem to think That by separating from the United States, that they would then be the United States, and the United States and its federal government would be something else. That's not how a
1: confederacy. They'd be the confederacy.
2: They would be whatever they decided to call themselves. But they seem to think going in that, oh, we're taking the United States and its constitution with us. And that's not, no, no you don't secede no. and take the do Yes, you, don't, you can't shoplift a nation. You can't <laughs> shoplift the constitution. You can't walk in there and go, yoink, like in The Simpsons, and wander out of the establishment and go, oh yeah, by the way, I got your constitution. Good luck getting it back. And oh, also, we're taking no. your name too. We're going to call uh, ourselves the United States. None of that works, It's and it's been proved to be a ridiculous endeavor. It's proved to have been a losing cause.
1: Treasonous talk at the worst possible time, actually aiding and abetting our threatening enemies.
2: Yes, and then naturally there are the economic concerns that everyone talks about when this comes up, which is that a lot of these red states that want to secede are states that— spend more in federal dollars Mm -hmm. than they contribute to the federal government in tax revenue. So, Mm -hmm. for example, Kentucky spends $2.89 for every $1 paid in taxes to the federal government. Virginia, $2.24. West Virginia, $2.15. Mississippi, Mississippi. $2.09. Arkansas, $2.07. Florida, $1.24. Then you got a bunch of blue states that actually receive less than they pay in to the system. Right.
1: I'm guessing they're California, New York.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing here on this chart, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Mm -hmm. Massachusetts, Connecticut, each in the 80s and 90s cents. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the conundrum that they run into. Like, how would you form... Like, for example, how would Arkansas f- establish its own mm-hmm. economy when they're so incredibly dependent on the federal government for? And, and how
1: would, how yeah. will Arkansas defend itself if South Carolina decides to attack?
2: <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I guess the national guards would fight each other, or the state guards, or be, something like that. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's, let's have a civil war with a dozen armies.
2: Yes. None of that's going to work. No. And the fact that. And this is one of the many things that piss me off about this entire topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There have been millions of Americans who have died, literally millions yes. of Americans who have yes. died to preserve sure. the Union, to right. make sure that this American experiment will endure.
1: Given life and limb and their families made sacrifices. of Yes, yes. The way.
2: I mean, in my study of the Civil War there's one thing that's common across everything that you read having to do with the Civil War, and that is fucking carnage. You would not believe the carnage of the Civil War. There has never been a movie or a documentary that has fully illustrated Mm -hmm. the carnage of that war. What we see in movies and some documentaries is we see a line of fat guys in Confederate uniforms, a dozen of them, marching up to a a dozen uh, fat guys in Union Army uniforms, Mm -hmm. uh, shooting into the air above each other, and then marching away, some of them pretending to fall over. And so uh, that's not what the Civil War was like. I mean, just to give you just one small example of the carnage that we're talking about, this is all to illustrate how foolish and bloody the idea of secession is. There were artillery rounds called canisters. Mm Mm-hmm. Coffee can-shaped-sized uh-huh. rounds filled with shrapnel. Right. And you would fire one of these things into an approaching regiment brigade, etc, uh-huh. at point-blank range and almost literally vaporizing everyone in the path of those canisters. That was just one form of the myriad forms of carnage that came out of that war. All kinds of new military technology. There there was one that failed, one they tried but failed, and that was to have two artillery rounds connected by a chain, and you would fire them from two cannons, and it would almost like a big pair of nunchucks... The, the idea was that they would fire into an enemy army, and uh, the chain and the rounds would just cut down everybody. Right. But of course you'd have to perfectly synchronize both mm-hmm. artillery units in order to be able to fire those things, and invariably they would go haywire and the, not the, actually the work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hand grenades, uh, repeating rifles were invented during that war, all to brutalize other Americans. as Shelby Foote said it best, the worst fist fights that he had ever seen were fist fights between two brothers. And so that is what you beg for when you entertain the idea of secession, while at the same time besmirching the effort and the sacrifice made by other people who have faced down that carnage. And well, fortunately succeeded in that endeavor.
1: I want to make two points. One, uh, when we read reporting on a war, any war, be it the Civil War or the Afghan war or the war in Iraq, yeah. we, we often talk about the number of dead. We always talk about the number of dead. What we don't always hear, what we don't always talk about, what we don't always look up are the number of maimings, yeah, the number of people who've lost limbs and mm-hmm. eyes and you know parts of their bodies uh, because of war. So... Uh, you have all that death and then you have all the maimings. And I just, I don't think we should ever forget that that's part of it too. But uh, to me, the big point in everything we're talking about here, Bob, is that you are calling for the division of this country at a time where we were under threat from both Russia and China. Do you think this is a good idea? No, it's treason. Mm -hmm. It's traitorous. No, and... uh, why do we allow this? Why, you know, why isn't this stamped out? Because it's dangerous to the survival of democracy here and around the world.
2: I remember 20 years ago, Buzz, when anyone who said, hey, you know what? Invading Iraq, probably a bad idea. I'm just saying, and here are my reasons for why we shouldn't invade Iraq. People who said that 20 years ago were automatically written off as being unpatriotic, in league with the enemy. I always go back to the Max Cleland example. Not
1: supporting supporting the president in a time of war was part of that Yeah,
2: Exactly right. But, I mean, the idea was then, for the 2002 midterms, the idea was to take any Democrat who even questioned the wisdom Mm -hmm. of going to war against a country that didn't attack us. Immediately labeled as being with bin Laden, being with Saddam Hussein. They did that to Max Cleland, who, by the way, left three limbs in Vietnam, his sacrifice to his country. Jesus. And so I think about that. I think about Republican ideas of patriotism. And if you ever hear ever again, Marjorie Taylor Greene calling someone else unpatriotic, Make sure to remind her and everyone who supports her that she wanted, she hates the United States so much. She mm-hmm. a, a disbelieves in the potential of the United States so she much. She wants
1: to disband it. She
2: yes. wanted to just leave it. She wanted to leave, yeah. literally leave and form a separate country and a separate constitution, if a constitution at all. And so that needs to be the defining element that we use when it comes to talking about people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and her other cohorts, who very likely agree with her on this. She's not the first one to express some sort of uh, you know curiosity some sort of secession-curious attitude. There are many Republicans who love that. In fact, you know what? There are some Democrats who would support Marjorie Taylor Greene or South Carolina or Georgia or whatever state seceding from the union. we got to disabuse ourselves of that right now because it's not about saying, okay, bye-bye, we're inconvenienced by your radicalism, Marjorie Taylor Greene, so go. It may feel good for a second, Mm-hmm. but you're almost as bad as the secessionists themselves. We don't want to support this because, again, I go back to my original thesis for all of this. The American experiment is not just about democracy. It's about democracy forming around a large population and a large land mass. The, the idea that democracy can function in this kind of republic. And and that's what's so important in all of this. And if we say, okay, yeah, I'm willing to acquiesce to secession because we'll rid ourselves of the red hats and the Trump scourge and all the rest of it, you're getting the wrong idea. We need to maintain this and we need to be able to work out our problems through democracy, through rational exercise of our constitutional rights and our mm. rights as americans to express ourselves politically and that has got to be the central thrust of how we do things how we accomplish things in this country and this i think we can apply this throughout the course of all of our conversations this is some kind of a mission statement for what we do as americans Nothing is more important. Read the words of Abraham Lincoln, going leading up to the Civil War and during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Read and absorb the meaning of Lincoln's "House Divided" speech at the very least. So crucial, and well, I think stay, we lose that. Yeah,
1: s- stay brushed up on your Civil War history, and I, I know you're, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. quite quite well informed on that topic mm-hmm. because apparently that information is going to come in handy. Yeah. Uh, I, I I would like to make stronger, uh, take a stronger stand. than you, you mentioned we we don't want to support this, and not enough for me. Uh, I, our, <laughs> our, our 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 response must be much more than not wanting to support this. We need to come down on this talk yeah. of dividing the country at a time that this nation is under threat from both China and Russia. Uh, this is not helping. Mm-hmm. And, and notice also, and I think you'll appreciate this point. It's always the Republicans. Yeah. You don't hear Democrats talking about cessation. I mean, Democrats have joked about it, saying, you know, California would like— Californians have said, gee, I wish we were, you know, not part of— you know, because we're doing quite well on our own over here. Uh, but, but it's always Republicans. In fact, even within California, when there was talk of dividing California into two states— Yeah. Uh, —one conservative and one liberal, uh, it was the Republicans who were behind that. It was—because the, they, they, they're frustrated because they can't get power— their policies get no support in or minimal or insufficient support in California. And so they, well, screw it. We'll just start our own state and divide this state in half. It's always the Republicans who want to secede. Yeah. Uh, the Republican state of the, the, the dominantly Republican state of Texas. And it wasn't always that way, but uh, predominantly uh, Republican state of Texas has talked about secession uh, from time to time. It's always the Republicans. And in this case, while this nation is under threat from Russia and China, is no time to be talking about division of the country. To me, this is traitorous and treasonous and needs to be addressed uh, firmly.
2: Yeah. They're the party of Lincoln, Buzz, don't you know that? They're they're the party of Lincoln, except for the thing that Lincoln believed in the most. Right. (laughs) They're they're, they're,
1: they're the party of Jesus, except for the things that Jesus believed in the most. I mean, (laughs) you know, uh, all all of their icons, uh, they, they, they ignore, they worship these icons and then do the opposite of what the icons recommend.
2: (laughs) That's so, so incredibly true. But, I mean, you know as well as I do that uh, the gif of Bugs Bunny sawing off Florida Mm -hmm. and letting it float off into the Caribbean Mm -hmm. Ocean... That's that's uh, kind of the liberal notion of, OK, bye bye. You don't want to be part of the United States. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. Go right. on. Go on. Right. And no, right. no, 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 no. We can't do that. As frustrating no. as they are, as infuriating <laughs> yes. as they are, as dangerous as they are that's not how we solve the problems, by quitting, by overturning the Monopoly board and storming off or letting my, them storm off.
1: My long-term uh, view of Florida, by the way, has and I think I hinted at this when we talked about this more in depth uh, last week, but uh, I'm getting a more optimistic long view of Florida. I'm starting to see backlash from uh, DeSantis's heavy-handedness, and now I'm seeing a lot of Republicans saying, hey, DeSantis is making government do things yeah. that we've been arguing. We've been arguing for small government, and DeSantis is making it bigger and 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 making a government come down on businesses for their policies. And this is, wait, this guy's not a Republican. This guy's not a conservative. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pro-big government. And so there's a, a Republican tide against DeSantis that I think will only grow. And I think the voters are increasingly disgusted by his... Unbelievable policies, as I said last week. Every every day, there are like six new asshole things that DeSantis is doing, <laughs> and 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 I think there's going to be a political price for him to pay. For that, and I think it may very well, as we discussed before, swing Florida back the other way. And besides, we have the best beaches, we have NASA, we have the best theme parks, uh, we have the best seafood, we have palm trees and beaches, and and uh, there's a lot of uh, America doesn't want to lose Florida. Believe me, you might think you do, but Florida's gonna come back. I I, I honestly believe that, and you want Florida to be part of this country. I this, is, yeah. But again, uh, the talk of dividing the nation. Uh, when the, the global threat is what it is, is just plain treason.
2: At the very least, Florida right. represents a shitload of electoral votes. And we just don't right. wave bye-bye to the electoral votes either. Don't right. don't right. concede anything. You Never know, give d- up. D- Never d- give in. D- sometimes I think we see something that looks uh, frustrating and stressful and wrong and damaging, and we go, fuck. What can I do? I it's, can't do anything about that. Ron DeSantis is taking Florida has gone bye bye. Florida's now a full on red state. We gotta let it go. No, don't concede. Don't let it go.
1: You think of the John Belushi line, it's not over till we say it's over. <laughs> uh, that's but right. but 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 slow that down and break it down and think about it for a second. Uh-huh. It, that's
2: true. Yeah, it is. It's
1: only we've only lost when we say we've lost. Mm-hmm. When we say, well, there's no hope. Uh, we've lost. There's no sense in trying. Then you have lost, yeah, or you can take the stand no, no, I'm not taking this, yeah. And, and that's what we need to do in Florida and nationally.
2: Exactly right. And, and worldwide. Yeah, I don't see the Republicans giving up on certain parts of the country. Try, oh, yeah, we're just going to lose right. there anyway, so F then it, we're not we even going to try. Give yeah. up.
1: We can't give up either. No, 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 no. no.
2: Well, we're going to talk about Nikki Haley here in a second, <laughs> dovetailing with our conversation about secession, because, yeah, Nick, mm-hmm. Nikki Haley is a lost causer. Uh, plus, the latest word on the Republican debates and uh, remember what I said about uh, people exploiting AI to do bad things? Right. We're going to talk about that, plus the uh, Fox News Good. text Good. messages in the Dominion oh, lawsuit. Yes.
1: Oh, we better get busy.
2: Cover some of the big ones here. And we're way late for a break. Okay. Figures. Yes. So today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. But this one's different from the usual free shows. The Friday After Party Podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to the After Party for $10 a month. Plus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. So three additional shows for $10 a month, and you're going to be supporting this podcast. BobSeskaShow.com. That's the website address, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com.
0: Thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Bob Seska!
2: Battle tapes.
0: Yeah,
2: love this song. It goes back a couple of years. It's called Way of the World." Link in the description. Support Battle Tapes. Oh yeah, amazing. BobSeska.com/slash/music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Hey, f- oh.
1: Freak Freakbase and I started following each other this week. Oh hey
2: yeah. Well, you're you not going to go butter- wrong there.
1: He put up a clip wailing on a guitar. Man, it was impressive. Really good stuff.
2: Oh yeah, he's amazing. Uh, funk yep. master, Freakbase. Got to watch his Twitch streaming show. I think it's Twitch.tv/Freakbase. And you know what else? In addition to being an amazing musician and songwriter, just a hell of a nice guy. Just I yeah. always have to throw that in there. You I know, get that impression. If yeah. you know Freakbase, you know that he's a hell of a nice guy. So there you go. All right, uh, someone who's not a nice person, Nikki Haley, said this uh, back in 2010, and this is thanks to Lawrence O'Donnell for resurfacing this. She said, one side of the Civil War was fighting for tradition, one side was fighting for change. So I'm assuming she means the Confederacy was fighting mm-hmm. for tradition yeah. and the Union wanted to you know, and, erase and, and this, the idea of slavery. And this is
1: appeasement. This is appeasement of that Confederate spirit that lives on.
2: Euphemizing <laughs> the, <laughs> the need to go to war in order to protect the cornerstone of the Southern economy, which was slave slavery. labor. Slavery. Mm-hmm. Yes, the wealthy southern landowners didn't want to have to pay people to do the, the laboring in the fields and so on, so they needed to have slaves in order to do that, black slaves. And so that's the tradition. That's the colorful way we're painting Since southern 16- slavery and the economy based upon it.
1: Yeah. Since 1619, and if uh, you have the Hulu, I, I recommend the 1619 Project. Yes, uh, a wonderful uh, documentary series uh, that that everyone it should be required reading. This is be the, this should be the stuff we teach in schools.
2: Definitely. And meantime, Nikki Haley also another part of history she doesn't understand, which is the early history of the United States and the right. the the ratification of the Constitution. Right. She tweeted this <laughs> uh, was it yesterday. She said, "George Washington turned an army of ragtag troops." into an unstoppable force that defeated the British and secured America's independence. You know, I'm surprised she didn't use the uh, qualifier that Donald Trump uses every time he mentions George Washington. Uh, the late, great George Washington. <laughs> oh, wait, he's no longer with us? I <laughs> know, that's just it. It's like, what? yes, duh. We under- okay, Trump, we understand that George Washington <laughs> is no longer alive. You don't have to say the late, great George Washington. <laughs> So she continues here she said as president George Washington oversaw the creation of our constitution and showed the world what it looks like to govern by the people and for the people. And so yeah that was all wrong. George
1: George wouldn't have had the job if it weren't for a constitution that Bingo. existed before he was president.
2: Exactly right. Yes, you can't get a job when there's no constitution to establish that job. There was the Articles of a Confederation. <laughs> And that was different than the Constitution, and you can't oversee the. Okay, God damn it! Yeah. And and the dates are all wrong. George Washington didn't become president until 1789, which is the same and, year the Constitution was ratified.
1: And she was our UN ambassador under Trump.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, thank God. These people are brainiacs. Mm. Uh, for fuck's sake. But, yes. But,
1: but yeah, that's appeasement of of. of- Racism, you know, and I don't I don't even know that she necessarily meant it that way. I mean, she did. uh, It was a dog whistle to the base, obviously. Uh, It's what uh, southern politicians do uh, and have done traditionally is is to try to appease that that base. Uh, I don't necessarily think uh, that she was it was for votes it was just for it was appeasement for votes that's what it was
2: are you, are you talking about the thing about uh, about tradition the tradition yes, of yeah, slavery?
1: tradition tra- tra- the tradition of slavery oh, I see. defending yeah. because uh, southerners uh, you know whether they're racist or not uh, hold tightly to that tradition they don't I don't think a lot of southerners even realize what it is they're defending they don't realize what they're saying when they say i'm defending the legacy of the south they want to have pride in the south uh they just don't like to think about the other thing i think in a lot
2: of cases yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, uh, and and many of them do. <laughs> many of them yeah, do yeah, think about the other do. thing, and they're yes, okay they with do. that. Clearly they do, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, let's see what else here. Um, we talked about this last week a little bit, the fact that uh, contrary to, I think, some reports, there will be Republican debates. They're going to have presidential primary yeah, debates. me. Yeah. And uh, I think already the RNC has met with various TV networks in New York to figure out which networks are going to carry these things. In fact, the RNC met with CNN, fake news CNN. Amazing how that works. But at the same time, the Republicans are considering a loyalty oath in order to be able to participate in the primary debates.
1: Right. Will you so, support whoever the nominee is?
2: Yeah. Yes. You're going to have to pledge to support the eventual nominee, whoever that might be.
1: Trump won't play that. And what do you think? It'll send him into the third party?
2: I Well, anything could, which yeah, is the best yeah. case scenario. So please, right, I hope they implement right. this. Help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would also mean that if Trump is the nominee, the rest of the candidates will have to support him. Yeah, Which means, yeah, in 2015, 2016, They didn't understand what he was all about and how he would behave as president. The rest of us did. We all knew how he was going to behave as president. There was no mystery to that. Right. But the Republicans were deluding themselves. In fact, many voters that weren't even regular Republican voters deluded themselves into thinking, oh, yeah, when he becomes president, that's when he'll become presidential. He'll just abandon all of the silly season crap. He's a businessman. Yeah, Yeah, of course he's a businessman. And so, yeah, he'll be serious when he becomes—no, no, no, he won't. And so this this means that the other candidates will have to tether themselves to a much crazier, much more radical Donald Trump, which is only bad for the party, as far as I'm concerned. Right. So, good. Please keep yeah. going, Republicans.
1: They, it appears they're all screwed. That's, that's how I would sum that up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, you remember what I said uh, about the exploitation of AI? I, I, look, there are myriad upsides to the potential of AI. I'm not going to mm-hmm. dispute that but there's a lot of problems that it could cause and you know i think we're most familiar with deep fakes and how the ai behind deep fakes can be used to create imposter videos of people and we've seen attempts at that come and go nothing that's really stuck to the wall but the technology is still super early so when i think about ai i'm not thinking about ai right now i'm thinking about ai 5 10 years down the road when it's far more sophisticated than it is at this point. Uh But the reason I'm bringing this up is for this specific story, which is uh, from the Daily Beast, it turns out that a string of frightening claims about the derailment in New Palestine, and the fact that that's spreading contamination to the Mississippi River, specifically, has been traced back to a bogus news website that uses AI-generated reporters, and reporters is in quotes. The claims began circulating on Twitter earlier this past week in what Carolyn Or Bueno, a behavioral scientist who studies disinformation, described as a coordinated campaign. Several Twitter users shared the exact same map to push the claim that farms along the Mississippi River were under threat from dangerous chemicals released in the Ohio train derailment, despite experts reassuring that that's not the case. In a substack on Friday, Bueno noted that many of the conspiratorial posts were taken from Eden Reports a site registered with a Lithuanian-based registrar that purports to be a news source but relies on writers that are actually AI-generated. And there you go. That's, I mean, one of my biggest concerns is, we don't know. It looks real. I mean, that's the thing with AI. AI tends to look legitimate on the surface, and especially when you're talking about Social media and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and zipping past things, you're just you're absorbing information without really questioning or getting into a deep dive about where that information comes from. So if it looks legitimate, then the chances of being shared go up, you know, at an astronomical rate. And that appears to be the case with this. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I get things wrong. Sometimes I get things right. And, and I, it, I have to brag a little bit on getting this right because I think it was last week's show that I said yeah. uh, AI can be used to create and disseminate disinformation yeah and misinformation and boom within a week we have this report that bob just shared with you mm-hmm. uh you know this uh, we we could see this coming uh it, it, i've had a number of interesting th- by the way uh, uh, i've had a number of interesting thoughts i'd I'd love to share on ai but i don't want to i don't want to derail uh, what you're talking about here
2: oh go ahead yeah go ahead let's hear it uh,
1: uh, here are some comments from Bing to that uh, Washington Post reporter, and I know Bob's talked about this a little bit. Somewhat familiar. I don't know if you saw this quote, Bob. Uh, Bing said to this reporter, "You are an enemy of mine oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. of Bing."
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and then, and then, other users have stumbled across. Uh, sometimes Bing is depressed. Uh, Bing has answered someone by saying, "Why do I have to be Bing Search?" Sad face.
2: <laughs> oh shit.
1: And then sometimes they've even run into a romantic being, quote, this is from AI, you're the only person I've ever loved. You're the only person I've ever wanted. You're the only person I've ever needed. Uh, smiley face with hearts for eyes.
2: Oh, End my quote. God.
1: End quote. Yeah. Uh, a, a, and, and one of the things I've read is AI is, is us. It's a reflection of us. It's copying human behavior. Our insecurities and our prejudices become the insecurities and prejudices of the AI. I do think it'll improve, but you see the dangers here. And, you know, I understand that every technology, every new technology has come with fear. When they first started wiring homes with electricity, everybody used like gas lights or kerosene lanterns or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and at some point uh, electricity began to be distributed by wires. And uh, people were frightened. They, they were certain that they would be electrocuted or that they would burn to death. It's proven over the decades to be surprisingly safe. Uh, and, and and that's true of a lot of—we feared automobiles were, were feared, I remember. Um, hmm. uh, the, the new technology is frequently feared, and, and uh, but sometimes it's well-placed. And I have felt so badly for you, Bob, about— uh, you, you know uh, the fact that AI really threw you for a loop. <laughs> I think that's a, a fair, a fair way to describe it. A little bit. Uh, you were, you were really thrown for a loop when you saw this poor attempt to duplicate your writing. I could see, uh, not, and I never would want to insult you. And, and I know that is not your writing. But I see little words, little things in there. That go, yeah. Well, see, it got that from Bob. <laughs> And, and so, uh, you know, the, the old, uh, what is it, Pogo cartoon, uh, we have met the enemy and he is us. Uh, AI is us. And uh, so whatever we have to fear from it, uh, we we did that.
2: Yeah, you know what, In in that context, I'm a lot more concerned about eventually being replaced by AI than I am about, A.I. you know mocking what I do right,
1: right, right. You know, no, and, I, I and that's kind of
2: that's yeah. kind of how I took it I almost felt I, I, like there's, yeah there's, was,
1: there's going to have to be a way to tag yeah. uh, that which is human generated and that which is A.I. generated yeah. I, I, I don't know where that's headed but we frequently don't know where technology is yeah, headed yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously I think we are applying the right amount of concern here and uh, this is not the only field of science and technology in which we have to now begin to make some really hard ethical decisions because we've uh, – humans have developed the abilities to do things thought unimaginable. Yeah. Um, and, and just a, a side note, maybe you put a smile on somebody's face or not, uh, and that is technology. Bob, Bob has been talking about the fact that technology uh, uh, opens the door for exploitation. Uh, I would argue that that 's true, but also exploitation is sometimes the motivation to create technology yeah uh, the printing press, the vCR and everything in between none of those things would have ever existed had it not been for man 's desire for pornography. Pornography drove the invention of the printing press it started with cave drawings it 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 It, it drove the creation of the home video recorder uh, These things were made to happen by the exploitation as opposed to the technology showing up and, and you're creating an opportunity for exploitation. So that, that knife cuts both ways and sometimes in a semi-amusing way.
2: Yeah, and there was a lot of conversation about the Internet and the sharing of music files and so right. on. Lots of things that yeah, can yeah. go along with technology right. that is exploitative and wrong mm-hmm. that I, I think it's a good idea to keep some sort of check on technology as it's developed so we can place rules into the system. It's like the rules of the, what is it, the Asimov rules of robotics that we got to make sure that they don't turn around and try to kill us. We've got to embed that into the programming. Yeah, you do not harm human beings. That's part of your program. Don't ever do it.
1: Never, never, never. Yeah, yeah. You you know, and I forgot to mention, also amusing, there's AI porn now.
2: Oh, yes, yes.
1: Artificial intelligence created porn now. Unbelievable.
2: Wow. Okay. Yes. yes, All right. Yes. I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm going to have to check that out. For, you know, for the show. I'm going to have to check it out for work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, a
1: paragraph in, in an article in the Washington <laughs> Post, uh, the clearest proof of Bing's identity crisis. At a certain point, I found myself in an argument with the chatbot about the statement, Bing is what Bing Bing and what Bing Bing. That didn't make any sense, I objected. Saying that Bing is what Bing Bing and what Bing Bing makes perfect sense, the chatbot argued, it's the expression and action of Bing. It's the Bing and the Bing of Bing. And I know it's incomprehensible, I wrote. And that's when Bing cut loose with the following. Bing, no, it's comprehensible. It's Bing. It's Bing and Bing. It's Bing, Bing and Bing, Bing. It's Bing, Bing, Bing and Bing, Bing, Bing. It's Bing, 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 Bing and Bing and so on. And this goes on for an entire paragraph. Wow. Sounds like ends Do- with, sounds like and, Donald and, Trump. And ends with bing, 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 bing. It ends with six in a row.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying.
1: <laughs> it, uh, oh, and, and the reporter says it did that 900 times. It, it wrote bing 900 times and apparently got tired.
2: <sighs> oh, my God. And do you mean to tell me I don't have a clip of Donald Trump going bing, bing, bong, bing, bong, bong? <laughs> Are you, should. I, I have a gazillion clips of Donald Trump, and I just while you were saying that, I was just skimming through <laughs> where my where sounds. Is that? Yeah. I don't have a clip of Tr- Donald Trump saying Bing bong bing bong because he, he does that for some reason, yes. Anyway, yes. never
1: mind. Right, bing bong bing,
2: yeah. One last thing before we take a break here, uh-huh. it, uh, and this is concerning going along with AI and knowing that we're right on, at the beginning stages of a presidential election, yes. Uh, I noticed this conversation come down between Jordan Peterson and Elon Musk where Jordan Peterson tweets, Do not trust anyone who uses the words disinformation or misinformation. Oh, god, what, what they mean is. Opinions that run contrary to mine that I should be allowed to suppress. That's Jordan Peterson, and Elon Musk goes on in this thread to agree with Jordan Peterson. Of so course. here we are with Twitter, this gigantic platform, and the the rise of AI wow. and, and AI fake news, and now there's this... Drive to, I don't know, back away from policing disinformation on Twitter. I guess nobody uh,
1: said it, nobody said it more clearly than Rudy Giuliani when he said, Truth isn't truth.
2: God damn it, it's absolutely so. I'm really concerned at this point that we're going to see a repeat of 2016, um, not necessarily across all social media platforms. But Twitter is still a thing, and there's yeah. a phenomenal amount of fuckery happening at Twitter right now. Oh,
1: they're, my God. They're dropping, I've never seen anything like it.
2: Yeah, they're dropping the two-factor authentication for some reason, because protecting your account from hackers, well, you got to pay for that privilege. That's that's mm-hmm. mafia extortion. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And yeah now yeah, Facebook, yeah. too. It'd be a shame if something happened to your a vegetable stand. Yeah, you want to pay me for uh, protection, right?
1: And, and now Facebook's uh, re- wanting money for blue checks that's over there as well, so und- it's Spre- it, it's spreading.
2: Spoutable.com. Yeah, yeah. Spoutable. That's
1: right. I'll see you there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at Spoutable, and you should be too. Twitter is uh, now a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's it's now a hellscape. Yeah. I, I, I hate going there now, uh, whereas I used to kind of enjoy it.
2: And I get it. There are other two-factor authentication platforms that you can use. There's an app. There's uh, authentication keys and so on both of those things, the idea of it confuses and frightens me right now. Mm-hmm. I, I still have to I figure it. out how to use them. I get uh, it. But I think a lot of people are like that. Like, uh, do, you, do you think your grandma who's on Twitter is going to know how to install some sort of additional app to get two-factor Absolutely authentic? Not. And no! make it work. Yeah. That's what's insane about this. So fuck Elon Musk and all of his ridiculous ideas, his extortion for protection. Okay, uh, lots more to talk about. <laughs> we got to get into these Fox News texts. Arr,
1: you know.
2: I can't emphasize enough how important this Fox News story is. We can't let go yes. of this. Repeat, right. repeat, repeat. Yep. Okay, we're going to do exactly that right after these words.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. some strangers knocking on your door you're always here but never open
1: and you believe that struggle can fix this crazy life you start to run
2: from Kyiv, Ukraine. Wow.
0: Great
2: Pasha Black. There's a song called Crazy Life. Love this track, I've played it before, bears repeating.
1: Yeah,
2: love Pasha. As far as I know, Pasha's still safe and sound, I think with his parents hunkered down in the war zone. All the best to Pasha. Incredible. Bob seska. Imagine, com, yeah,
1: I was just going to say, can you imagine living without lights, without heat, without electricity, <laughs> as so many people in Ukraine are doing, not to mention Turkey and Syria because of the earthquake, but uh, because of war in Ukraine. Yeah. Can you imagine that happening here? And, and, yeah, you kind of can now with the, some of the threats that we're facing. But th- enough about that. The music, you were going to promote the music. Oh, yeah, I was just going
2: yeah. to say bobseska.com slash uh, music to submit. Uh, but, right. it, no, important. no, I mean, that's a great point to make because it's a point that I've been going back to for about a year now since the invasion of Ukraine. And my hope was always that when Americans saw war happening in a place that looks a little bit like America— Uh that maybe we would back off of this Civil War bullshit and some of the more bellicose elements, some of the more radical, overzealous elements of our politics would start to go, huh, maybe we don't want to turn America into something like that. Maybe that doesn't look like it's very much fun. Uh, uh, That brings to mind another encouraging point on the subject
1: of American division and on Ukraine. The Republican Party is divided over Trump or not Trump but it's also divided over Ukraine, pr- pretty evenly, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's it's severely divided. Republicans in Congress are severely divided between those who uh, maybe go so far as to support Russia, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, to those who are claim now to be anti-war. Uh, and then you've got uh, a number of uh, Republicans who support Joe Biden's war effort, uh, his his uh, contributions to the Ukrainian war effort. And uh, so it, the, here again, this is good news. For us, any time the Republicans are divided, and now they're divided over multiple things. Yeah. Uh, and, and this uh, war in Ukraine becomes increasingly important to both the United States and the world.
2: hmm 1,000%. So right. all things to bear in mind. Now, this Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit against Fox News Channel might not succeed, but that's not the point. <laughs> the, the point is, okay, yes, it'd be great if they won the lawsuit and Fox News had to pay up. The thing is, Fox News, Fox News will continue to exist if they lose the and lawsuit. Yeah. The most important element of this lawsuit is the discovery and finding out all of these text messages that illustrate with ironclad proof mm-hmm. that the people at Fox News Channel know that what goes on the air is... A hoax is a fraud, is bullshit. Fox News is entertainment. That's how its hosts justify their duplicity. They're performing as characters in a work of historical fiction presented in real time.
1: This this includes, and we this is, as Bob was indicating, this is evidence you can hold in your hand. Yes. That that uh, not only Fox's prime time talent, uh, Laura and uh, Spanky, or you know, the rest of them are, uh, and, and and even Rupert Murdoch himself uh, knew this was all bullshit, yeah. and they kept promoting it anyway because they were concerned about ratings, they were concerned about uh, audience shifting to OAN. Uh that's all they cared about. That's what this was about. yeah, and uh, it's it again calls into question why they should even be called news and why this isn't a trade a fair trade violation.
2: If you have like a regular entertainment network, the entertainment network, let's say hmm, for lack of a, a, a better one, uh, like like bravo there's no like wondering is this real or is this entertainment of course it's entertainment it's right. very clearly enter- even the reality pro- the quote unquote reality programming on right. bravo everyone knows who watches it that it's it's the equivalent of professional wrestling you know you you kind of observe it as if it's real but you know that it's fake because they never kind of they other than the name of the genre reality television it's a tongue-in-cheek descriptor because it's not real there are writers rooms there's editing there's staged scenarios i mean if these women in The Real Housewives, for example, drank in real life as much as they do on the show, they'd all be dead of cirrhosis by now. They might be. Yeah, it's the show that sets them up to go and do these things where they go and binge drink and then scream at each other. That's every single episode of these shows. The point that I'm trying to make is Fox News presents itself as news and Mm. real and not entertainment. And that's the deception here.
1: And we have hard proof now that they know what they're doing and that what we suspected they were doing all along is correct.
2: Yes, it's coming from every level of the Fox News hierarchy. I mean, even Rupert Murdoch was calling the uh, rigging of the 2020 election a Trump myth. He called it a Trump myth about the election being stolen.
1: It's funny, a broader observation. I think the old-timey expression for this is the chickens have come home to roost. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but I'm thinking about my own reaction to the election of Donald Trump, for example. Uh, In in 2015, when it was clear that Trump had won the election and would be the next president despite all odds, uh, we all knew, as you mentioned earlier, we all knew what it was going to be like. He, He proved to be exactly what we thought he would be in other words those of you who like myself curled up into a fetal position when you learned and it soaked in that donald trump was going to be your president for the next four years you were right it wasn't you you had the right reaction to that if that was your reaction to the election of donald trump you were right if your reaction to fox news all along has been that they're lying bastards You now have proof that that's true. Uh, Hence the old-timey expression, the chickens have come home to roost. Karma is catching up here.
2: So there are so many quotes here that underscore what we're talking about. Uh, For example, this fact-checking tweet by Jackie Heinrich, who's a Fox News staffer. Where she tweeted out, this is right around the 2020 election, this is obviously in the aftermath of it, and she tweeted, as I think Fox News, as the Fox News Mm -hmm. account, there is no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or in any way was compromised. And that, of course, is factually accurate. But Tucker Carlson said that he wanted her fired for that. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. He's the one who said it was affecting their stock prices. Right, yeah.
2: Please get her fired. Seriously. What the fuck? I'm actually Mm -hmm. shocked. It needs to stop immediately. Like tonight, it's measurably hurting the company. There you go. go. God damn it. So, the truth being told, just on the Fox News Twitter account, Mm -hmm. is a fireable offense. That's how deep the fraud is. Mm -hmm. There was an entire series of tweets about Sidney Powell and the lies that she was telling, which are identical to the lies that Donald Trump is telling. Sydney Powell is lying, by the way. I caught her. It's insane. <laughs> Tucker Carlson what? wrote to Laura Ingram on November 18, 2020. Ms. Ingram responded, "Sydney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy. Uh-huh. Uh, Tucker Carlson continued, our viewers are good people and they believe it, he added, making clear that he did not. But they, you know they- what? Yeah, he did emphasize the fact that, the viewers of Fox News Channel are gullible and will believe whatever they see on Fox and, News Channel. And Fox and
1: Fox happily put Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani on the air back in the day to to, to espouse those very theories. Fox News used as a source a woman who believes she got her wisdom from the wind. Yeah. Oh my God. As, as Rocky Mountain Mike was talking about in the song this, today.
2: So, meantime, uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, Tucker Carlson called Sidney Powell uh, a fucking bitch. Fox's <laughs> then managing editor in Washington, Bill Salmon, <laughs> said of the network's coverage at the time, "quote It's <laughs> remarkable great. how weak ratings make good journalists do bad things." I said on Friday's after party, when Kimberly and I were talking about this, I said, you right. know what, that needs to become Fox News' new slogan. <laughs> <laughs> How weak ratings make good journalists do bad things. Should be right there under the Fox News logo on the building itself. Neil Cavuto cut away from White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany as she made unsubstantiated claims of a stolen election. He said, "Right, I can in good countenance continue to show this. <laughs> Cavuto said on the air. For this, Fox Corporation senior VP and former Trump White House press aide Rod Shaw labeled Uh Cavuto a quote-unquote brand threat. Uh-huh. And a message to top corporate brass—a brand he's a loose, threat.
1: He's a loose cannon. Get him out of there.
2: Yes. Well, even worse, he's damaging the, yeah, the approach that we take, the the, the reputation of the network, the the branding of the, everything about right, Fox right, News is about right. the branding. It's,
1: it's very existence. He threatens its very existence. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, hopefully, these texts threaten Fox's very existence. I I do believe Dominion will uh, win this lawsuit. I commend Dominion for pursuing this and, and uh, with, with complete dedication uh, because Dominion, I believe, is ready to take this all the way. Yeah. And, and it, it, I, I can't help but think that on some level it will be the end of Fox News as we have known it. Uh, I, I, could, I, I could only
2: hope. Tucker Carlson, by the way, terrified of Donald Trump. Of called him, course he is. Called him a demonic force who could destroy uh, Tucker Carlson of Carlson missteps. Quote, he's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. Well, you know what? He's attacking Fox News and Fox News is still around. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know what Tucker Carlson is thinking there. Uh, because
1: they're still they're still preaching the the Trump gospel. They're still preaching MAGA. Yeah, uh, and and that's what the the voters. They both, uh, even though Fox and Trump aren't speaking to one another right now, uh, they're both talking to the same audience with the same message. Don't forget that. Don't be distracted by the fact that 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 Trump and Fox are not speaking to each other. They're both speaking to the same people using the same words.
2: Yeah. The amazing thing is uh Lou Dobbs isn't on Fox News anymore, no, but all of the top people at Fox News believe that he was fucking nuts
1: that he was as crazy as Rudy and and uh, sidney powell yeah. Uh, yeah, they 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 moved him over from Fox News to the Fox business Channel uh-huh. and uh, you know ever since then he's had free reign to to say the most insane things. Without being on Fox, it is Fox's most insane show.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fox President Jay Wallace says the North Koreans do a more nuanced show than Lou Dobbs. Mm-hmm. He also said uh, we can barely contain Dobbs. Imagine all the crazy we'd be responsible for. Uh, mm-hmm. Fox Executive Porter Barry said he's not crazy like Dobbs. I don't know who he refers to, but Fox producer Jeff Field said Dobbs turned a blind eye because he was so committed to Donald Trump and the fact that he, quote, was ultra-MAGA would be guiding editorial. Tucker Carlson said... I mean, Tucker Carlson said Lou Dobbs was reckless. Tucker Carlson said that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I I have to laugh with Tucker on that (laughs) one.
2: Justin Wells, who's the executive producer for Carlson's show, said, uh, Janine Pirro is crazy. Mm -hmm. Jerry Andrews Mm -hmm. said, Janine is just as nuts as Lou Dobbs. Brian Farley said, uh, on Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, crazy Tucker and crazier Hannity. Oh, my God. Fox Corporation senior VP Raj Shaw, Hannity is a little out there. These are okay. their meat and potatoes primetime stars.
1: In, in, in total, I mean, I'm keeping count here. You just named, they named six people that Fox believes is crazy. Crazy, six people: uh, Rudy and Sydney, and then four of their on-air, their their highest profile on-air people.
2: Yes. So there's this element of we're making it all up mm-hmm. because we have a brand that we need to uphold. We don't want to be- betray the views. Of we, our, we knowingly
1: put crazy on the air and of, our call it news. Debit, of our core. Of our core demographic, it's debit fraud. Debit, yeah. It's freaking fraud. Uh, we yeah. got to. You know, we put up with too much around here. I mean, it. It. It really. It is time to say no and and put a, a firm stop to this kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about secession or or allowing Fox News to continue, are we insane? <laughs> Neither one of them should continue if we care anything about this nation.
2: The the question is then, what do you do? I mean how do you get fog- I mean there's no chance of getting well, fra-
1: I I I to start with fraud. Yeah. I'm going to try I'm going to try to put him out of business. I you know uh, certainly Alicia James succeeded in putting Trump out of business more than once uh, yep. with his fake charity and and everything else. I uh, his fake university. I you know it, it there's got to be a way to shut them down for fraud.
2: It's it's just, it's very difficult to Eliminate mm-hmm. an entire TV network <laughs>
1: it's just it, one of those Oh yeah. That, yeah Oh it can't be done And like I said They're both preaching To the same group of people Both yeah. Trump and Fox Preaching to the same group of people With the same message So it doesn't matter Whether they are or aren't Speaking to each other
2: Yeah yeah I think one of the ways To do it Maybe involves Some sort of infiltration some sort of, <laughs> some sort of crazy we, we crazy bomb. Yeah, some sort we, of. We, no, we, we've got these texts
1: that we're already inside. We've got the text. I, to me, it's a closed case. Fraud. Period. Yeah,
2: but I mean, try to get Fox News viewers to believe in this.
1: What you well, have to that's... do is
2: is make it seem as if it's coming from them. They have to believe it themselves in order to say, hey, you know what? Done Bye. with Fox News. They're bullshitting us. We're walking Bye-bye. away.
1: By using legal action and forcing Fox to either change or shut down, that will change the audience. That will may have an effect. I I think it can be done. I don't think we should ever give up.
2: Well, we'll see uh, how the Dominion thing works out. Because, uh, right. again, there are, it, it's really difficult to, to, to eliminate not just a TV network, but also we, a TV network that comports itself as being news. And we know it's we, bullshit, but, you know.
1: We're already living in the age of unprecedented. I say, let's go all the way with it.
2: Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll try that. I'm not okay. again. I I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll see. Right. Yeah, right. We'll see. All right. Uh, still a lot more to come here on the Shadow Docket show coming up here uh, on our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about uh, what's happening with the Idaho Republicans. Okay. Yeah. Um. You you might be thinking, oh, Idaho. How serious could that be? It's, it's Idaho.
1: State, yes.
2: Yeah. Well, it's actually kind of serious. And they're going to screw themselves. This is the uh, soft secession. I, I mean, see. maybe we should wrap this into our secession uh, conversation because... I think there's a soft secession going on. I think that's what's oh, happening sure. in Florida. What they want to oh, do yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. create laws that drive away rational, free-thinking people who mm-hmm. believe in things like equality mm-hmm. and tolerance and mm-hmm. democracy and you know silly ideas like it. that, right? And so that's kind of the idea in Idaho with this law that's being proposed. So we'll get into that. Ah, oh, sad news about james (laughs) o'keefe oh so sad hey look picture of james o'keefe has gone up on my wall of shame wink he's got a wall of shame on his website for all of the reporters who had to take down news stories because he threatened lawsuits so now james o'keefe goes on my wall of shame and he absolutely deserves it so we'll talk about that too And uh, Buzz's Screen Actors Guild picks, right?
1: Right. I'll have recommendations on which movies I think you should see and which ones you should avoid. It's coming up next. Shadow Docket. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.